Thank you, Brother Tiny. Well, we'll take a little departure from from Mark this morning. So if you would turn to John chapter 15. This morning, John chapter 15. We'll go back to the book of Mark next week. I would I forgot to mention, men, we will be having our, our men's fellowship tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Maybe some of you guys who who normally work a real job can actually come and join us, guys who don't work a real job. You know, we, we just kind of just lollygag, make this thing happen. But if, you, if you're off tomorrow and you'd like to join us, we'll be at the 43rd Street Deli at 9 o'clock uh, for breakfast if you'd like to join us tomorrow. John chapter 15. So we'll start with verse 1 this morning. John chapter 15, verse 1. I am the true vine. My father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch that is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father loveth me, so have I loved you, and continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another, as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. Gracious Father, thank you for your wondrous word, how precious it is, how priceless it is. We thank you that it's it's powerful, preserved, pure. Lord, without it, Father, where will we be? I pray, Lord, today as we look to your word, your words of your son, Jesus Christ, specifically to your disciples. God, you help us not only to hear these words, but to heed them and to remember the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for help us, Lord, to remember not only his sacrifice, but the sacrifice of so many men and women who paid the ultimate sacrifice to give us the freedom to do what we're doing today. We remember this. Help us always to remember the sacrifice. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Originally known as Declaration Day, Memorial Day was celebrated in some 
formed following the Civil War. It became an official federal holiday in 1971. Memorial Day is dedicated specifically to the memory and honoring of those who gave their lives in the service of the United States Armed Forces, not simply to those who have served. Memorial Day is intended to remember the ultimate sacrifice of a member of the armed service. When people sacrifice their loves for the benefit of the others, they are in part just like Jesus Christ. We see, first of all, this morning, the sacrifice is remembered by others. We remember the sacrifice of others. I don't know what you do this time of year to remember. Maybe you do something special. Maybe you uh, remember someone, a loved one or a friend, a family member who perished during the war, sacrificed himself in service to our country. Maybe you do something special. Maybe you make a phone call. Maybe you, maybe you send a letter of condolences. Or, but all of us should take time to remember this week this weekend is not just about going to the beach. No, it's not just about grilling out. It's not just about a, a day off for busy people. It's a time to reflect. It's a time to remember. We remember that. It's like we remember Good Friday, the time before we celebrate the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's a time of remembrance. It's time for us to look back and think about the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Tonight, we have communion. What's the purpose of communion of the Lord's Supper? The purpose of communion of the Lord's Supper is not just to have a little piece of bread and drink a little bit of juice, because that would not fill up a Baptist very long at all. Okay, like two seconds. That's not the reason why we do that. The reason why we do this is to remember what Christ has done for us. And so it says right here, do this in remembrance of me. We do it in remembrance. We want to remember what Christ has done for us. And we look at the, that text in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 as, as we will look at it again tonight. We look at it this morning. For those of you who maybe cannot be here tonight for whatever reason, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 23, For I received of the Lord that which also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus that same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after the same manner, also he took up the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as oft as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as oft as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. What do we remember specifically? We remember that Jesus' body was broken for us. Matthew chapter 27, verse 27. When the soldier, then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. They stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. When they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, king of the Jews. And they spit upon him. They took the reed and smote him on the head. And after they had mocked him, they took the robe off of him. They put on his on raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. We remember the broken body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But not only that, we remember his blood that was shed for each and every one in the world. Past, present, and future. 
We remind in Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 18, for as much as you know, you were not redeemed. That word redeemed means to be bought back. You were not bought back from the slave market of sin with corruptible things. What type of corruptible things is Peter saying? Silver and gold. <laughs> Dear friend, compared to the blood of Jesus Christ, silver and gold is nothing. It's nothing. Because all the silver and all the gold, and not only China, but the entire world, could not get you into heaven. If you were stacking up as far as here, that you can't see, and then past that, it couldn't get you one day in on those on that gates of gates gates of pearl and streets of gold. Not one day. What does a man profit if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Peter knew the redemption. He says, "For as much as you were not redeemed or bought back with corruptible things as silver or gold from your vain conversation." Your, your, your lifestyle in the past, received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. 1 John 1, 7, but if you walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Oh, dear friend, sacrifice is remembered by others. I'm so thankful today the sacrifice of the American soldier. As hard as it is, the most, as difficult as it is, without their sacrifice today, we know we wouldn't be here today. If it wasn't willing for them to obey the order, to go to some place they probably didn't want, didn't feel like going, maybe didn't like to go, but because they chose it, they chose it, they decided to do it, you and I have the freedom to hear God's word this morning. We have the freedom to assemble. We have the freedom of religion. That sacrifice should be remembered. That's why when we take a time at Memorial Day, it must be something that each one of us in our own way find ways to remember the sacrifice of those who died for us. Sacrifice is remembered by others. Sacrifice results from love. Sacrifice results from love. Why is there a sacrifice? Sacrifice simply means they see something that needs to be done and without looking to them, their own selves or their own convenience or their own desire, they do what's right for the love of, the, for a, a, not of themselves, but for the other person. That's what sacrifice is. The reason the sacrifice is so important because it came from a heart of love. Some sacrifice for riches. Some people get up every day, they get up early, they stay late to work. The whole reason they do that is for to, to get more, to gain more, to get more stuff, to have more. Some sacrifice for reward. Some think, man, if I, just, if I just do a little extra, if I work a little harder, I'll get a reward. Some, some sacrifice for recognition. If I just work hard, then I will get after 25 years of service, I will get that Rolex. <laughs> Rolex, that'd be good. 
and then your grandkid will give it away at Goodwill because they don't know how much it actually means to you. They sacrifice for riches. People sacrifice for rewards. People sacrifice for recognition. But Jesus commands his followers to sacrifice for something greater than riches, greater than earthly reward, greater than recognition, to truly love one, for, love one another. You see, friend, if you really love, for, love another person, you will sacrifice yourself for them. How can you do that? Well, you might be someone this morning who says, well, preacher, you know, I'm not an outgoing type of person. Well, you know what? If you love other people, you'll get up out of your seat and you'll go shake other people's hands. Why do I go around and shake people's fellowship? Do I like people shaking my hands? Because I want to show other people I love them. You, you do that. You see, friends, words are cheap. Now, words are important. I tell my wife I love her, but I also show up every night. Because it's not the demonstration of words, it's actions. And if you love somebody, you actually do things for them. You care. It means you, you do not focus on what you want, but what is needed for the other person. Some of you men go to work every day, and you ladies go to other work every day. Why? Because you're trying to take care of your families. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. I remember seeing my dad. My dad was truck driver for Winn-Dixie for 25 years. I can't remember many days my dad didn't go to work. I'd, see him, I'd hear him get up. I was still in bed. I'd hear him get up in the morning. I'd hear him go to his lazy boy. I'd hear him put on his old boot. I'd hear him walk out the door. I didn't think much of it at 12 and 13 and 14 and 15, but at 50, I'm glad he got up every morning and provided for his family. Thank God for his love and sacrifice. Thank God for sacrifice. Jesus followed his command of love with a proclamation. The greatest demonstration of love is laying down a person's life for the other. Now, ultimately, that's in death. But dear friend, it's not just in death, it's in life. It's in life, it's every day. The root of sacrifice is love. God hath not promised skies always blue, flowers strewn pathways all lives through. God hath not promised sun without rain, joy without sorrow, peace without pain. God, but God hath promised strength for the day, rest for the labors, light for the way, grace for the trials, Help from above, unfailing sympathy, and undying love. Oh, what wonderful, wonderful love each one of us have for Jesus Christ. I was reading about a man this week. I was thinking about the many, 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 many men and women who died for our country. I saw the life of a man by name. I didn't know a lot about his life. His name was John Miller. He was an English school teacher in Abbott, Pennsylvania. He started teaching at Thomas Alva Edison High School in 1933. He coached uh, spring baseball. He joined the U.S. 2nd Ranger Battalion of the U.S. Army during World War II, although he was already 40 years of age. He was deployed to North Africa during Operation Torch Landing. Miller fought in Tanzania and Sicily in 1943, was promoted to captain and given the command of a Ranger company. In 1944, Miller was, company was shipped out to England to take part in Normandy's landings. And his company suffered heavy, heavy losses on Omaha Beach. 
the three days afterwards, on June 9th, June, on June 9th, 1944, Battalion Commander Walter Anderson sent him on a mission to rescue Private James F. Ryan of the U.S. 101st Airborne Division behind enemy lines. As Ryan had lost three brothers in separate theaters of war, he was the last surviving son of his, fa- of his family. Man, Miller and his squad of seven men headed it's Rommel towards Rommel, Normandy. Two of the men died on their way. And ultimately, Miller, trying to perform an act of bravery by blowing up a bridge that needed to be destroyed before the Germans came in, was ultimately shot and killed. Private Ryan survived, and they was able to go back to his family. Oh, this, this story can be told over and over and over of acts of bravery and heroism not for themselves, but because they loved the other person and was willing to give their life so that, that person could be free. Sacrifice is remembered for others by others. Sacrifice is results from love, and sacrifice resembles Jesus Christ. What was Jesus saying in, in, this, in these words? That the greatest love a person can ever experience is when another person lays down his life for another person. The greatest experience. The greatest love that you and I could grasp is the fact that Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. The ultimate sacrifice. To know that Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who never sinned, who never did any wrong, was willing to come to this old, dirty, filthy, nasty world called earth and live for some 33 years in this place. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. He was rejected, despised, beaten, mocked, mistreated. Why? For you, for me, the very people, the Romans who were putting in the nails in his hands and his wrists, the, the, the soldiers who were putting the, 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 the nails in his feet, he was dying for them. He was bleeding for them. He sacrificed himself for us this type of sacrifice this type of sacrifice is so wonderful so great that's why we often quote for God so loved the world that he gave for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but but have everlasting life that's why we talk about his sacrifice we mention his sacrifice we remember his sacrifice Do you sacrifice yourself for other people? Because of what Christ has done for you, his his love that he's displayed for you, and recognizing that, do you find yourself in appreciation for that? Because the example has been seen in Jesus Christ, but now it must be lived out in, in us. He says, I command you, verse 17, that you love one another. How do you demonstrate your love? This week, how did you demonstrate your love this week? To the people that you say you love, your own family, how did you demonstrate it? What did you do? What did you say? What did you not do? What did you not say? How did you show your love to those who you say you love the most? Sometimes we take that love for granted, don't we? Sometimes we just assume, well, You know, they said, she said she loved me 30 years ago. I guess it's true. No different 
Love must be demonstrated on a regular basis. It's not just a something you said, man, at an altar 25, 30, 40 years ago. It's something that must live lived out every day of your life. It's a commitment. Love is a commitment, not just at the altar, but every day of your life. That's what love is, commitment, choosing to die to what you want, what you, where you would like to go, what you would like to be for the benefit of others so they can be better in your life. Are you sacrificing yourself? Are you giving up your freedom, your rights, your likes, your wants for the betterment of that person that you're living with, caring for, helping? Does your life demonstrate your love? Does it demonstrate it every day? You see, our words should say it, but you know what? Our life should live it. Our life, our very life should be a demonstrate demonstration of those we say we love how do we do that on a regular basis individually how do we do that individually as as citizens of of this country well tomorrow you may take the time to go visit the cemetery and put an american flag by someone who served our country i've tried to take our kids and go down the street right down the road and just go by those tombstones and put a flag by those who served our country Maybe you thank someone for their sacrifice. Maybe someone has done something special for you. How do you you show appreciation? You thank people. You know, we've lost lost the the gift of gratitude. We, we, We think we're entitled. But really, everything we have, everything we've been given for us, not just remembering this sun, this, this weekend, this tomorrow, but everything we, ought, we have, we ought to be thankful for it. We ought to be grateful for it. We ought to appreciate the gifts that God gives us in life and, and give thanks. The Bible tells us in all things give thanks. Do you take time to give thanks for those who've done something special for you? Three years this day. Tiny gave me this pen. Three years ago. May 29th, you gave me this pen. I wear it today in honor of your love to me. I wear it. I wear it. You see, it's just simple. It's just a little pen. It means something to me. It means something to every service I come to. I wear this pen because I know that man loves me. What have you done? You say, preacher, do I got to bake him a cake? That'd be good. What have you done for somebody to show that you care? You know, this congregation, dear friend, and every congregation, there's always people that are hurting. There's always people that are hurting. There's people right here that are not here today because they're sick. Some people not here not because they're spiritually, physically sick. Some are spiritually sick. There's people in this room right now that they, they, they could be here, but they're spiritually not where they should be. Have you, do you take the time to reach out and say, hey, I love you. I miss you. I care. Now, if you're so focused on yourself and all you're thinking about is how you can get out of here real quick and go get that Sonny's barbecue, you won't be texting or calling anybody the next hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, or next day, week. You'll be so consumed about what you have to do and your schedule and your things 
that you won't take the time to care about other people. And that's what's killing us as a society. And that's what's destroying us as a church. That we're so consumed with ourselves that we don't look outside ourselves and ask other people how they're doing. You say, oh, preacher, I just, you know, I don't know what to say. Well, just go up to somebody and say, hey, hi, how you doing today? I'd like to talk to you. How can I encourage you? And after they, fought, after they wake themselves up off the ground, because you actually spoke to them, they may actually tell them. My friend, a person doesn't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Do you show you care? You say, preacher, that's just not who I am. Mm, you can choose it. You can choose it. You know what love is? It's a choice. It's not a feeling. It's not a, I, I don't like it. It's a choice. It's a choice. Do you choose it? Thank Jesus for his sacrifice by serving him lovingly and faithfully. You enjoy freedom, don't you? You enjoy the opportunity to be here today without fear of persecution. You enjoy the freedom we have to preach from this book. If you enjoy the freedom, then show it. May we show it by our lives, by living every day faithful to God and those around us. I love the fact that I'm free from sin. Amen? I don't have to sin. Before I was saved, I was, I was shackled by sin. I was enslaved by sin. I would try to get away from it. As soon as I tried to get away from it, it would, it would, it would jerk me back. But once you're, once you're saved, you don't have to sin. You choose to sin. I listened last night on a program called Unshackled. It comes on, I think, BBN on Saturday nights, like 9, 9.30, something like that. If you haven't listened to that radio, you can. it's a great program. It's basically the testimonies of people and how they got saved by Pacific Garden Mission up here in Chicago. But they've been doing this for like years, 50, 60, 70 years, I think. I listened to the life of Lindsay Lambert. Lindsay Lambert, 12-year-old girl, parents weren't, <laughs> they weren't too good. They were pretty much shot. But it had, she had one thing in her life. She had a praying, godly grandmother. And a, grand, a godly grandmother took, took Lindsay to church. She heard the gospel. She, 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 knew the, she knew the importance of being saved. But like often, so often, too many times a teenager does because she didn't have a whole lot of, outside of her grandmother, a lot of, encouragement, spiritual help, guidance. She got off and went to the ways of all flesh, got caught up in drugs and alcohol, had a child out of, out of wedlock, made some bad decisions in her life, horrible decisions in her life. But through it all, she had a praying grandmother who prayed for her and loved her. And every time she saw, she saw her, she reminded her of, of God's love for her and her love for her, her granddaughter. So ultimately, one day, Lindsay was working in a, in a restaurant. And what grandmother prayed for actually came true. A young man walked through those back doors into the restaurant. He was a single preacher. And he fell in love with Lindsay. And though Lindsay made some bad decisions, this preacher's love for Lindsay was everlasting. And he forgave her and loved her and married her. And now they have children, and she's serving Jesus today. Why? Well, hopefully because of Jesus. 
but secondarily because he had a praying grandmother who sacrificed her time to faithfully pray for her grandchild. I'm going to ask you, who are you sacrificing to pray for every day? What grandson, what grandmother, what, what husband, what wife, what cousin, what aunt, what uncle, what nephew are you praying for? Are you bringing before the throne of grace every day? It takes time. It takes energy. It takes love. It takes love. But I promise you, dear friend, just like this grandmother, is so thankful the granddaughter's living for Jesus. When you see that grandchild, that cousin, that son, that husband, that wife, that grandma, that grandpa, that dad, that mother, turn. You say, preacher, it might take a long time. I told you the story of my pastor, Pastor Lytell, who prayed for, I think, over some nearly 40, 50 years for his mother-in-law to get saved. And after all those years of praying and begging God, she did. At the very end of her life, she got saved. She came to church, and she lived her life to the end for Jesus. Don't ever give it up on somebody who needs prayer. You don't give up till you die. You don't pray. Why? Because you love them. You care for them. Do you love others? Sinner, <laughs> you can be free because Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross. If you're here today and you say, I don't know if I, I, don't know if I was to die the day I'd go to heaven. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 7, if you walk in the light, he is in the light. We have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from not just a little bit. Just not, just not some. It says, from all sin. Listen to me this morning. Whatever you've done in the past, you've lied, you've cheated, you've stole. You've done things you can't even mention in a church house. What's it? Not even on church property. Maybe not even on the road. <laughs> it's so bad, but it'd take the rest of my hair away if I heard it. But I wouldn't be a whole lot because <laughs> I ain't got much left. You can't even mention how bad things you've done in the past. You know what? You place your faith in Jesus Christ, repent of your sin, all that's gone. What can wash away my sin? Nothing. What can make me whole again? We got to practice this. <laughs> it's the blood of Jesus. You want to be clean. You want to be whole. You want to have freedom. Dear friend, it's not in a 12-step program. It's not in a pill. It's not in AA, BA, or CA. It's in Christ. There's only freedom you'll ever find. It's not in a program. It's not in a pill. It's in a person. Jesus Christ. Oh, the greatest day of my life, April 15th, 1989, 525 Taylor's Road, Taylor, South Carolina, for the Hill Baptist Church. That day I recognized that Marty Moon was a sinner. I couldn't save myself. That preacher preached on hell. Oh, I knew the love of God. Oh, I didn't quite grasp it. But I needed to know the wrath of God. That Jesus Christ, as much as he loved me, if I didn't accept his sacrifice on the cross, he was going to send me, Marty Moon, to a real place called hell. Forever and ever and ever. And dear friend, if I didn't trust him that day, Marty Moon right now would be in hell. Forever and ever and ever. 
what causes sacrifice. I mean, what causes sacrifice? I'm just, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. I can never do more. I can never say enough. I can never be enough to be just a, a tiny bit worthy of his love and his sacrifice for me. But now I get to tell that old, old story to you so that you might receive it, so that you might understand it, so that you won't die and go to a devil's hell. Oh, dear friend, the sacrifice is real. <laughs> it's real. He says, was it for you? No, friend, it's for the whole world. <laughs> for God so loved the world. Red, yellow, black, and white. He is God's precious, they're precious in his sight. Jesus loves all the children of the world. Whoever you are, wherever you've been, whatever you've done, today you can be clean. <laughs> you can be free. You can be free. Say, preacher, I'm saved, but I'm still struggling with sin. Uh, yeah, we all do. <laughs> you see, just because you're saved doesn't mean you don't struggle with sin because we still have that sin nature inside of us. The Bible says in Galatians, I stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not again entangled again with the yoke of bondage. You don't have to be. You don't have to be bound up in slavery of sin. Dear Christian, it's a choice. Let us remember today the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Let's, sac let's remember the sacrifice of every man, woman who gave their life to give us the freedom so we can do this today. To preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am here today because of Jesus Christ and because of the sacrifice of the American church. Dear friend, do you know Christ as your Savior? Has there been a time in your life that you placed your faith in him? If you were to walk out this old room and, God forbid, you get on 39th Avenue and you were to die in some horrific car accident, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven or you don't have an idea? If you go down to that cemetery right down there by that Baptist church, you walk around, you'll find some people, not just in their 60s and 70s and 80s, you'll find some people who are 13 and 14 and 15 and 5 and 3. You see, I promise you this, the Bible does not promise you how long you live. The Bible says that life is a vapor. It appears for a little time and vanishes away. I can't promise you the next five minutes. All I can promise you is this. If you place your faith in Jesus Christ, you will have everlasting life. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can be saved. Your sins can be washed away. You can walk away in freedom. Thank God in America there is freedom. And thank God for it. But the greatest freedom is the freedom you can have in Jesus Christ. Every once in a while, I'd go to a prison. I'd get to preach to those old prisoners. And they would look at me with tears in their eyes and say, Preacher, I'd rather be in here saved knowing Jesus than out there going to hell. <laughs> and some of those boys will never see the light of day. Some of those guys will never get to go to a Walmart. They'll never get to go to a Burger King or, or to a Sonny's. They'll never get to do it. They've done such heinous crimes such wicked things, but they're in prison, incarcerated, but they have freedom. Freedom that most people walking in these streets will never 
even grass because they have freedom in Christ. Do you have that freedom today? Do you know Christ is your Savior? Say, I'm a Christian, but I'm struggling with sin. Dear friend, you don't have to struggle. Surrender. Say, God, I confess my sins. I'm struggling. I'm struggling today. I'm struggling. Say, God, help me not to struggle. You can go to Christ. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let's stand together as a congregation this morning. Father, we thank you, God, for your goodness and your grace. We thank you for loving us. Thank you for dying on that cross so we could have everlasting life. I pray, Lord, for everyone here this, this morning. I thank you for them being a part of the service. I just pray, Lord, to, today, God, as we wrap up this time, that, God, you'd help us to understand the importance of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ did come, that he did die, that he did shed his blood, that he was buried, he did rise again, so that each one of us, not just us here, but everyone in the whole world, could have everlasting life. And I pray, Lord, today, God, that if there be one in this room who does not know Christ as their Savior, that they would recognize their need to be saved. With head bowed, eyes closed, no one looking around. Maybe you say here, preacher, today, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm a Christian. I'm not sure if I was, I'm not sure if I was to die and go to heaven, but I want to know. I'm just not sure of it. I'm doubting it. I'm just not positive. But I really, really, really want to, I really want to go to heaven. I really want to go to heaven when I die. Would you pray for me, preacher, that I would accept Christ as my Savior? With head bowed, eyes closed, would, would someone say, preacher, I'm not sure about my salvation, but I want to be saved. Would you pray for me? Anybody at all tonight? Anybody at all this morning? I mean, anybody at all? I won't, I won't embarrass you, but I'd love to pray for you. I'm not sure if I were to die today, I'd go to heaven, but I want to be sure. Would you pray for me? Anybody at all? Anybody at all I can pray for. Anybody at all I can pray for. Christian, you're here this morning and say, Preacher, I know I'm saved, but I'm not living for Jesus. I'm struggling in my Christian life. I know what's right. I've been taught what's right, but there's a struggle in my life. I'm dealing with the struggle. I'm, I'm fighting. I'm falling down. I'm getting up, but I'm struggling. Would you pray for me that God would give me the grace, the mercy? Would you pray for me that I would just not struggle with by myself that I would go to other people and confess my sin and my struggle and ask God to help me preacher I'm struggling today would you pray for me today anybody like that today I could pray for if you're struggling in your Christian life you're struggling with sin and you'll be honest about it today anybody at all anybody at all I could pray for preacher I'm struggling today you'll be honest I'm struggling would you pray for me anybody at all anybody at all Father, we thank you, God, for the day. We thank you for all that you've done. I pray that you'd help us in Jesus' name. Let's sing one hymn of invitation. If you have your hymn books, let's turn to page 167 this morning. 167. 167. If you're here today and you don't know Christ as your Savior, I would invite you to come. I'll be here at the front. My wife will be here. We'd love to talk to you. If you're a Christian, you're struggling your Christian life, you say, Preacher, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a difficulty. Dear friend, don't hide behind the mask of, I'm okay. I can handle it. Nobody needs to know. No, dear friend. That's not, that's the, that's the, as I said in Sunday school, that's exactly what the devil wants you to do. He wants you, he doesn't want, he says, I, he wants you to say, well, don't, don't tell nobody. Don't let nobody know you're struggling. Don't, don't, don't do that. No. We like to hide our sin. We like to cover our sin. God says, confess your sin. 
we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You struggling this morning? Once you confess it, once you be honest about it, that's the only way to change it is if you admit it. Admit it. Repent of it. Forsake it and go the other way. But let's sing this morning, 167, Just As I Am. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Last verse, 167. Just as I am, thou wilt receive, wilt welcome, pardon, cleanse, relief, because thy promise I believe.